So you've always kind of been in the same area a little bit? Yeah, until I went to college. Okay. Yes. And then um, where did you go to college? Went to college in Des Moines, Iowa. It's a school called Drake University. And whenever I mention Drake, people are like, is that in Canada? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. <laughs> but I understand why you asked that. So what made you go there? Um, that's a good question. Um, my sister, was, who was, she's the smart one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's just the two of us. And she went to Northwestern in Chicago. And when we were driving her from Montana to Chicago, or she's older than I, we stopped in Des Moines. And, and, and I, where we stopped, it was right by where this campus was, was Drake University. And so I got a chance to kind of walk around, and it was really cool. And they had a good psych department. And they had a bunch of other departments. I wasn't sure what I was going to major in. This is when I was a sophomore in high school. And, and so I always remembered that stop that we made in Des Moines. And eventually I ended up going to Drake. Mm-hmm. And you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. So did you have a dream career when you were younger? Yes. My dream career was, it was well established. And that was I was going to become a professional baseball player. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, it was unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> so what major were you declared going into your freshman year? I was a psych major, but it was, I was not sure if that was right because I was looking at sociology mm-hmm. and religion. Very so interesting. Yeah. So did you ever consider changing your major? And if so, to what? And how many times did you change your major until you finalized it? I considered changing my major to religion because I was fascinated by my religion professors, mm-hmm. my, my religion classes at Drake. And so I considered that, but that involved, it was too hard. Religion major, you have to study, I'd have to study German, and I'd had to study a little bit of Greek. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just too hard. Just too much. So I just, I made religion my minor. Uh-huh. And then I considered changing it to biology um, when I was a junior. But it was too late, and so I just got, I just chose a minor in mm-hmm. biology, so I had two minors. Hmm. Um. Were you ever afraid of make you were making the wrong decision in your career when you chose to stick with, stick with psychology? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was, you know, my parents didn't like the decisions that I was making, and so while they were overall they were supportive, I don't mm-hmm. want you to think that they're not lovely people, and they mm-hmm. continue to be wonderful. And they, they live in Stanton now, by the way. Oh, so you get so, to see them? Yeah, so I get to see them all the time. So that's great. And it's interesting how we all, we, we all, my sister lives in Stanton too. We all live in this little small little area mm-hmm. and we used to be all spread out. You all came together. We all came together. I feel like it kind of ends up like that a lot of the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Family finds each other. Right. So what was the question? <laughs> it was, um, were you afraid of making the wrong decision in your career? Oh yeah. And so that's what I was saying about how they, they were saying, Jeff, you, you know, you're changing your mind too much. Mm-hmm. And so I worried that I was going to like let them down or something but um, in the end, it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, what was your first job out of college? My first job out of college was the military. So when I finished, when I left Drake, I joined the military. Mm-hmm. And they sent me to school, to another school, a military. So much school. Military Institute of, it was a healthcare sciences university mm-hmm. or institute, and then I, I trained in the clinical laboratory science. That's super cool. Yeah. 
Um, how many different jobs have you worked and was there like a big variety or were they mostly all in the same kind of sphere? Like were they all mostly military and then you came here? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, well, I mean, going back before, uh, before I was even like when I, the jobs I took when I was in college, I worked at Bojangles, <laughs> for example, and that mm. was interesting. So I worked in fast food mm -hmm. <laughs> and then once Are I you joined, a server or a cook, I was a cook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in and this was this was like in the old days, like the nineties and and Bojangles cooked everything in lard, <laughs> if you can believe it. So anyway, um I, I I became a medical technologist for the for the military and the I was I was in the Air Force initially, then I switched to the Navy. But it was uh, it was originally in the Air Force and so I did jobs as a medical technologist, I did like blood bank technology. Mm -hmm. And I did like serology and immunology, you know, stuff like I learned about how um, to how vaccines work, which turned which turned out to be kind of useful information with the in the wake of COVID and stuff like that. And so that's pretty different from psych, I guess. And um, but uh, eventually, I worked as a research psychologist in the Navy. And so, to, I guess to answer your question, it's it's been uh, it's a been. Most of my jobs since I graduated college were medically oriented stuff, mm -hmm. and even the stuff I do as a psychologist is more biomedical research and stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you feel was like the biggest lesson you learned from all your work in like biomedical research and even Bojangles? I feel like that would be like a lot of you work with different people and learn different lessons. Yeah, I did. I learned a, a lot, and um, and you know what the question is is. And what what was the biggest thing that I learned? Mm -hmm. Or like a lesson that you? Um, probably that that um, there's a lot of things that I could do. I mean, lots of times I, I used to think, and I think people think this today, is that there's one thing that I'm that you're that you're best mm -hmm. at. You have to find that one thing. I think there's tons of things that I could have done yeah. differently than becoming a, a biological psychologist, and I could have been fulfilled. And, and there may be some things out there that I could have done that I would have been better at than mm -hmm. what I'm doing now. And and so there's lots of options out there, and I think you know the world is your oyster, right. and you can do. There's not just one thing. There's there's many things that most people are capable of doing, and to find the one thing is is putting too much pressure on you. I feel like that's something I found because I feel like I'm interested in so many things and it was so hard for me to make a decision because I was like, what if this decision is the wrong decision? Right. And there's no wrong decision, mm -hmm. you know, because you can ultimately, for most cases, if, if you if you have a certain amount of privilege, you know, you can change your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are in positions where they don't have choices. And so having choices is, is a luxury and it's, and it's one that... If you take it a step further, you, you're you're not going to make the wrong decision because you can change your mind. Yeah, and I think that's something I've learned a lot as I've gotten older is like how much you can change. You can always go back. You can go back to school. You can like. You, you totally can. You know, I mean, I was on. I was learning te medical technology, and I was going to go along those routes, but I went back. I kind of went back to psychology, mm -hmm. and um, but I used the medical training you know how I use that information to inform my psychology training yeah and my psychology training as as you know is um, was mostly animal research mm -hmm. and learning to do surgery on animals and stuff like that and so learning to do stuff with my hands was 
something that I learned in the Air Force training. So that was beneficial. Yeah, it helps you in other fields. Yeah, that's right. Because I feel like no knowledge is ever worthless. It can always help you. That's right. Knowledge is always worthwhile. Mm -hmm. It's always, you know, people will say sometimes, you know, they'll say, well, I I got a degree in anthropology, but I'm not using it at all because Mm -hmm. I'm in sales. And, and or, or they'll say the same thing about psychology. They'll yeah. say the same, I, I don't use my degree. And I'm always like, that's bullshit. You're using your degree every day. Exactly. You're, you're, you were educated. You learned about a number of things. You developed soft skills. You developed hard skills. It changes the way you think, too. It changes the way you think. Especially like sociology and psychology. Yes. Like the way you see people in relationships and stuff. Also, after like child psychology and stuff, I feel like when I see different like parent child relationships or different things, like you can see the effects. That, that's right. That's right. And it's so interesting. And, the, and these are lifelong. This It changes the way you think, and, mm. and that affects you for the rest of your life. Right. I'm just going to check. I'm getting yeah. a ton of Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. Okay. No, that's not on your channel. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. If you could go back and change anything, would you? <clears throat> if, I would, if I could go back and change anything, what do you mean? Like, do I have regrets? Yeah, like career regrets or anything that you were like. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would change a lot of things. And what I find interesting is that people will often say, I think most people will say, or they feel pressured when they when they get asked that question, mm-hmm. they feel pressured to say, "I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't do anything differently." I think they're full of shit. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff that I regret. I mean, every almost every day I do something. I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, or I, yeah. sh- I could have said that better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've hurt people, and I regret that. I mm-hmm. mean, have, have people really gone their whole lives without accidentally, you know, hurting another fellow right. human being? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I have lots of regrets. I would do things differently, for sure. I feel like that's also a problem with our society, is the pressure to be perfect in every situation. Yeah. So it's like you're so anxious about making a mistake <laughs> or having a regret. Yeah, that's that, true. That's like a big fear that people... Try to be like, oh, I don't have any regrets because I'm trying so hard not to, you know? Yeah, right, right. You need to allow yourself to error. Exactly. Allowing yourself to, like, mess up, have regrets, regret, like, go back. Because then you can actually make decisions based off of what you already know. Kind right, of. right. I mean, the idea is that you're always improving. But but even as you're improving, you're continuing to make mistakes. Because that's how you learn. Yeah, that's how you learn. And you'll never you'll never stop making mistakes. That's that's good to hear because I feel like so much of it, like people think you just kind of figure it out, but I feel like it's good to know, like you just keep learning. Yeah, you just keep learning. I mean, like my grandmother that I talk about in BioPsych all mm-hmm. the time, you know, she was she was a big fixture in my life, and she would say the same thing. She would say to me like, you know, I I have regrets. Of yeah. course, I have regrets. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand when other people will say that they have no regrets. Right. I don't think they really mean that. Yeah. I don't think so either. <laughs> when was the last time you did something for the first time? That's an interesting question. And um, I suppose in a way, every day I do something new that mm-hmm. I've never done before. Or I'll say things that I've never said before. Mm-hmm. But I'm always trying new things. And... Um, it could be that, you know, something simple like a, a new type of food mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm really into cooking. And so Me too. I, I tried um, just the other day, I, I made for the first time a ostrich Ooh. burger. 
That sounds good. How was it? It wasn't that good. Where'd you Where'd you get the ostrich? <laughs> well, I got the ostrich meat sent to me from um, a farm mm-hmm. um, in Colorado. Wow! And they have some ostrich. Um, there's a small ostrich farm, and so I just I just ordered it because mm-hmm. I wanted to try it. And I lived in Colorado, and I never tried it while I was there, and so. Anyway, um, food is something that I'm always trying new stuff on. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with the ostrich meat. That was my new thing. That is a new thing. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, when or ever did you feel like you finally made it in your career? I, I've never had that feeling. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think if you... Some people experience that feeling. They feel like they've made it and... And, that, you know, and that's, and that's a, a, a good thing, I think. But I think... I think you have to be careful to develop goals where there's end points. You know, there's always something, you know, to say, like, my goal is to become a professor, and, you know, I've done that, but you need to constantly have new goals. Mm -hmm. And so, and and, you know, I have other friends that are professors that are at, you know, that, that publish more than I do or something. There's always social comparisons mm-hmm. that I shouldn't do, but I do it. And so I'm always like, oh, I could be better. Or I should be better. And that's something that I wrestle with. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that, you know, am I really that good of a professor? And, and, and I have some self-doubt. And I think other people do. Almost everybody does. Most definitely. Yeah, so I, I have to be realistic, and I've never really said, ah, I've made it, mm-hmm. because I'm always thinking, you know, what can I do to be better? I feel like it almost feels narcissistic to be like, <laughs> oh, I've become the best, or everything I've always wanted, yeah. you know? And and maybe some people, you know, maybe narcissism is a driver, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe um, maybe only they will ever say I've, I've made yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, do people that are, I mean, like, you know someone famous mm-hmm. like that is super wealthy like Elon Musk or something I mean he's probably a narcissist but even if he weren't I mean he probably feels a certain amount of self-actualization mm-hmm. and, and and self-actualization is a it's a real construct and I think it's it's probably good to feel like you're doing what you were meant to do mm-hmm. but I've just never felt that yeah I also feel like it gets to a point of like kind of it could be dangerous territory it could be, but, if, yeah, I mean, if you have these thought processes, I mean, that you think that you are more knowledgeable than, uh, than mm-hmm. anybody else, that is potentially dangerous, for yeah. sure. Because I feel like everyone has that, like, kind of social comparison, because it's like, that's kind of how it, how this, like, whole career, whole society's, like, workforce kind of thrives, is through people comparing and trying to get yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, that's that's capitalism. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's always, you know, striving to do better, to make more money. Um, but other jobs that aren't money-driven, like firefighters or police officers or military people, you know, they have other things that they're comparing themselves to, and it's not the amount of money that they make. It could be, you know, firefighters, how many lives they've saved mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And So it's not necessarily a bad thing to um, to be competitive, but it can be, you know, toxic at, yeah. some, at a certain point. So speaking of those goals, what are some goals that you have, maybe career or non-career related, that you're hoping to achieve? You mean like in the future? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have 
really my career aspirations um, aren't I, I don't think about that as much anymore mm-hmm. I used to think if you would ask me that question three or four years ago I would say I'd want to make full professor and maybe become an administrator or become like an associate dean mm-hmm. or something like that but I've I've I'm not I don't think about doing that anymore I just mm-hmm. want to do my best for my students and that's that's the number one goal I think that's a big goal because in that that comparison kind of you can just compare yourself to yourself right I mean I think it comes a point where you know maybe some people at least I'm having some health issues Mm -hmm. and and that you'll hear about and maybe you know or something but I mean this health issue that I'm dealing with has changed my perspective mm-hmm. and it's for it makes me focus just on the it's made it's made me more present mm-hmm. and so I want to do things for you and the other students mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing now I don't think about um, future aspirations for myself I feel like that those like health issues because I've had like situations as well and it makes you kind of realize like that social comparison really doesn't matter it really doesn't matter it's what you do for you right and like if you spend every day you could do everything that you wanted but then you still compare yourself to somebody else yeah and you know you could go on TikTok and Mm -hmm. you'll get berated for being lazy or (laughs) exactly or something and you know there's always someone there that's going to tell you that you're worthless Mm -hmm. and so um and that's the the ugly head of social media. It's also like your frame of mind is kind of all you have. Because if you have like a negative frame of mind, every day might be negative. But if you have more of like a positive frame of mind or glass half full, then your days are so different. Right. I mean, it's 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 beneficial to be to think positively mm-hmm. because that creates an environment where positive things are more likely to happen. Right. Um, but that's that's hard for some people, and you know, I don't I don't blame some people who have negative may have negative mm-hmm. viewpoints because so many bad things have happened to them and for me i mean i've had my life has been very semi-charmed mm-hmm. and it's and it's been it's been easier for me than it would have been for some other person I yeah think. i get that and then my final question is what advice do you have to give to my generation and what advice do you have for me when considering my life after graduation well and I'm thinking of research psychology, so. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, the boomers, when I was your age, they said the same things that people are saying about Generation Z. They said we were lazy. And I remember the one thing that I heard over and over again from boomers to, my, to Gen, Gen X was that not only were we lazy, but we were over-reliant on technology and I remember people telling me my grandmother included she's like your your generation you know you you don't do any work and it's your computers Mm -hmm. do the work for you and I remember hearing that over and over and I was just like you don't understand computers clearly (laughs) and so you know don't listen to what the generation before you says to you because every generation blames the one before Mm -hmm. And so my advice is get multiple, get, don't take advice from just one person. It's good to have a mentor, but get advice from multiple sources. And sometimes the best thing to do is to kind of cast your fate to the wind and see what opportunities 
show up at your doorstep. And because if you're too overly focused on one particular thing, you might miss out on another opportunity that might be even better than your original goal. Mm-hmm. So multiple sources. That's my advice. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me. Sure. My pleasure.